episode four, almost halfway to 10. I'm excited. And I know last episode was a bit abrupt because it just like started into the narrative of me talking with my friend Kevin. Um, I wholly, like, I really did intend to have an introduction for the episode, but I was having technical difficulties. It happens. Um, to record my interviews, um, I use Discord, and then I use OBS, a different program, to record, um, you know, the audio on Discord. And um, there was some, like, weird file stuff going on, but then I figured it out, and it was all good. I was truly afraid that I would have no episode. I would have had to upload an unedited, unedited episode. And nah, 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 nah. I like, I like doing the tweaks that I have to do to make sure the content is, is as, as great as it can be. Um, so, yeah. This episode, I have someone else on, and it is my mom. Um, throughout my life, she's been in pretty much, I've experienced, you know, her in four different workplaces. And one she spent 16 years in, you'll hear about it. And, um... You'll see like what happened on, on why that journey ended, and it was honestly bullshit. Um, after that, it it honestly just led into other bad workplaces until she ended up in a really good place. So she shares those details about these whack places and what a great workplace actually is. And also, I I just I wonder if people can. I I really hope not, but I I hope people can relate to the bad work experiences that she's had so people can can feel heard. But um, you know, let's let's jump into the episode. So you told me a bit about your backstory and like a lot of our young people, you definitely started with retail, even like food like supermarkets. But you eventually found like your first like big girl job essentially. Um what what mm-hmm. was that role that you had? Um I was actually like 24 when I had that huge role and I had chased that role for a long time. Um, at the time it was called like site operations. So I would be one of the, I, I would help um, the IT department. Like it was a bridge between the IT department and the store planning department. Mm-hmm. where we would um, go over all of our network requirements and all of our hardware and um, then communicate that to the store planning team and um, the the, the uh, regional directors. And that, you know, I did that for, oh my God, that I did that from that moment <laughs> until I left the company. So it was... Like there was no, there was no department at the time mm-hmm. that the department didn't exist. They were sort of passing store openings from like one person in, um, in the team to, to another. Mm-hmm. And one, one time, like the ball, like somebody dropped the ball and a store almost did not open. Mm-hmm. And they were like, okay, we need a department for this. So um, then I switched over to uh, the person who was managing that team. What you had to do was depend on other vendors to um, perform the work that you needed to perform in order to um, make sure that the network is up and running prior to the store opening. So um, we started this, we started that department and eventually it expanded a little bit and um, we had to sit down and come up with 
um, a procedure to open the stores and to communicate it to store planning, to communicate it to the support team that was going to go on site. And um, a lot of that is still being used to this day because I've like, I've actually seen it in, mm-hmm. you know, being, you know, in, in, in drawing. So um, it was just anything that we could do to make, uh, to make it easier or make it like a cohesive, um, oh God, I'm, I, that's not the word. Um, smooth process. <laughs> huh? Yes. To make, yeah, to make it, a, yeah. I mean, by the time, by the time I left, I already knew, like, I, I, I already knew how, what to do and not, not, it was, it was like I had built that, you know, I had helped build that department. So, yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of insane to think about like a, a 20, 20 something year old, just, uh, just kind of, you know, running the, not, not, uh, yeah, no, essentially running the back end of a, of a store opening. Like I can't, like, I'm trying I, to get into that, like right now, like, you know, recruiting or HR coordination or even operations mm-hmm. at 22, but you were doing that in, like 24, 25. That's just, that's insane to think about. Right, right. I was doing it. Yeah, I was doing it while I was young and it was like at the time it was the most money I had made in my life before Mm -hmm. that I was just like you know I was I was making just jobs at the time it was like yeah just jobs and I didn't think that that's where I belonged like I didn't like retail Mm -hmm. um but my entire career has been uh has been retail with you know some a couple of exceptions but everything has been retail what is and, your um, like sector I, specifically called though? Because like there's retail like you know working out of TJ Maxx, but your retail is, is different. Corporate retail is what you call it, right? Lu- it's luxury, like uh, it's okay. luxury retail. But I work in the corporate end. Like all okay. corp- like all cor- corporations have, you know, their corporate office. I'm sure that TJ Maxx has a corporate office, and I don't know if it's like New York, but they do. So that's where I was. That's where I was working, and I thought that that was like. Like the pinnacle. I was like, okay, I have made it. You know, I'm sitting at a cubicle. I have my own printer. I have my own computer. So it was like, yes, I got this. And everybody was like, so everybody was nice. It was so nice. And, um, yeah, I got to ask something. My boss, yeah, go Because I'm noticing there's like a lot of positives for this role, but this was like the first one. And then I like, I remember hearing like, it was it was ass. So so what changed? Well, see, it was towards the end that everything everything changed, and it was because it was leadership that changed. Mm-hmm. Um, we we had um a bunch of CTOs come and like come and go. The very first one, he was like some Irish guy, and he was really kind and like very personable. And the person who replaced him wasn't as personable. Mm. But he was okay. But then the third person that replaced the second guy, he was an asshole. Damn. He was the type, like he was the type of person that um, you could tell that he had a temper. Mm. Um, because when things like when when things were not um, completed very not not even completed very well. Like even spelling mistakes would send them like like slamming his laptop, and I and Mm-mm. I don't like that type of like I don't like that type of energy. That's not that's not an energy feel, any any adult should have. No, it's it's not, especially in that in that role. 
right? Um, but that went on for for oh, he was he was there for a while because I I I think it was like six years or something like that. Um, and it made the environment sort of a lot more tense. You mm-hmm. you know you before when you're walking I on eggshells. Yeah, kind of. That's that's exactly what it always what it felt like. Like you could still talk and 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 enjoy or whatever, you know. But there was still that. I don't know. You felt like like they were breathing down your neck, even though I had basically a buffer because mm-hmm. I didn't have to deal with him directly, but it, his energy you could feel in the entire office. That sucks. And yeah, but he was also like he was miserable too. Mm. Wait, he was not like happy. He himself was miserable. Yeah, he was miserable in the role. Oh damn. Yeah, so I'm guessing that the way that he felt about the role translated to the rest of us. Yeah, I was just about to say that because yeah, because he got another job eventually um, within the organization, but not that specific brand. And I swear to God, you could see that dude. He looked like he was skipping every time he would come over. Like, yeah. And it felt like I am like he would like throw it in our faces. Like, I'm happy and you're not. Damn. Oh, that, okay. So, that was... like he, yeah, that's the type of happiness that, that he gave off all the time. Mm. You know, like he'd come in and he'd like, you know, like kiss everyone and hug everyone. And I'm like, this dude is so happy. It's like Drake happy. Like, I don't know how happy this dude was, but he was always happy after that. And um, the guy who replaced him, that was a, that was a, uh, that was an experience. It was even worse? Because, oh my God. Okay. (laughs) Yes. It was, it was, it was even worse. Because like once you're used to a, a certain way of working and um they were like the people who were working in the office they were not american so they had like a certain way that they wanted to see their information that they wanted you to that a certain way that they wanted you to perform it was very orderly and very organized and this guy came in and you could tell that he couldn't understand the goddamn thing <clears throat> He didn't understand, like, yeah, he didn't understand his job. He didn't understand any, he, he didn't, he didn't know what to do. How and the fuck did he get like the job? Said, it doesn't make sense. I have no idea. I don't know if he had like a bomb ass resume or somebody, probably. whoever, yeah, or whoever interviewed him thought that he was perfect for the role. And also like, there's some people who interview really, really well. Mm. And yeah. And, and they, you know, you, they, they'll, You'll get hired, I guess, based on how, you know, how much, how well you can bullshit on your resume, I guess. Because this guy came in and Jesus Christ, like I had everything the way I wanted it. Yeah. Everything. And it ran extremely smooth. It, there, there were no, I, I wouldn't allow for hiccups because like the person above the CTO would would put so much pressure on us and would say this opening has to be perfect this opening has to, has to be perfect so that's what we did we made these openings perfect and i would tweak our system you know our our um not systems um i would tweak our procedures 
to make sure that everything continued on smoothly, you know? Yeah. And, you know, in be- yeah. So in between that, like I had two more bosses and they were again, the best, like, I can't say that I had, that I was reporting to terrible people. Okay. I, I did while I was there, I reported to the best people and I learned something from each and every one of them. Um, which I still like, I still use to this day. So like their experience was invaluable and the knowledge that they shared was also invaluable to me. Um, but that, that last CTO that guy was, yeah, he was, he was really terrible. And then he would kind of like, he would interrupt with like his own ideas and yeah. And people wouldn't, you know, people didn't really push back, but I did all the time. As you should. You know, he, he, oh, yeah, he would be like, you know, with all due respect. And I'm like, okay, with all due respect, I'm not finished. <laughs> yeah, for, no, for real. No, like, bro, like, also, it seems like when, when you're the top dude, isn't your your job to listen? You you don't have to pitch ideas yeah. anymore. Like, you're at the top, dude. Exactly. Just, just listen to everybody else. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. And you're trying to do this, you know, you're you're trying to do this job and everything has a deadline yeah. right and i and at the time we were doing store openings and then um they decided to have pop-ups everywhere so we had to have all of this equipment um set up shipped set up and then make sure that the store that this pop-up would be able to sell mm-hmm. and everything he said was just like backwards <laughs> And like, I think that the day that he, that I knew that he did not like me at all was, um, a day when, uh, he asked me to, um, I, I, shoot, I'm sorry. It's all good. I don't know. Yeah. He asked me to create like a, a spreadsheet. Mm-hmm. Um, depicting all of the all all of all of the pop like all of the pop ups that we we had to open in, in procedures, and I said, "This is not how the C the the CIO wants to see this information. He wants to see it like this," and he insisted that no, that is not what he want. That's not how he wanted it. Um, that's not what what he wanted to see. So I said, "Okay, I'm going to do it your way." So I did it. I did it his way and we presented it. And the second that went on screen, he's the, the C, CIO was like, this is not what I want to see. No. <laughs> and I turned, yeah. <laughs> right. Because when you work with these people, you know exactly the information that they're looking for. Yeah. If you're working for so them for a long can. time, it's like, you know exactly what they want at this point. You know exactly what they want and you don't want to, you know, they're not going to, they're not going to yell at you, but you're going to feel like as if you were yelled at, yeah. you know, you feel scolded and then you, you kind of have to have to, you know, you have to suck it up and then, you know, present it in a better way. Mm. But the second that that went on screen, he was like, nope, that's not what I want to see. And then CTO was like, oh, ha ha. Then Angela, you're going to have to do this all over again. I stood up and I stared at him. Oh. I didn't say no. I didn't say shit. Yeah. All I all I did was stare at him. Because you knew, like you were right, literally. And, and, 
No, number one, I knew that I was right. And number two, I was not going to do that work because it took me a while for me to do that work. So yeah. he had to stay late to actually present the information the way that he wanted, that the, CT, the CIO won. Wow. I'm shit. But after that, he didn't like me after that. Yeah, no, because he, like, honestly, the thing I, I immediately thought was like, yeah, you did do it. Because I feel like that's that's kind of like the culture. Like, you know, Big Boss is like, oh, like, even though they fucked up, they still just hand it off to somebody else. It's just, I, I, yeah, I'm i impressed that he, he had to stay. But of course, of course, he wouldn't like you after that. No, no, he didn't like me after that. But it's I also, his fault, like, I was also, it is, it was. I was also outspoken, you mm-hmm. know, I, I was very, I was very outspoken. And I also have, you know, I, you are, you've worked, you're working with these people and you are working with them for five, six, seven, ten 10 years. Like there were people there before I left that had been there before I got, before I joined the company and they're yeah. still there. So crazy. It's you, a little, it's mad long. It is. But then you start forming relationships with these people because you're working together all day. Mm-hmm. And it's it's really difficult to it, it's a hard environment to work with people that you don't like. Yeah. Yeah. You no, know, it's it, hard it it's makes, hard to do anything with with or for a person you don't like. Like just naturally. Right. Right. So fortunately it was a great it was a great team. It was a great team of people. So everybody got along. Um, so w- but, but wait, what led to like the end? Like, how oh, did you, uh-huh. this, like, you know, you, cause you had this great work environment minus, you know, some seat some bosses or CTOs, but you know, it, it came to an end eventually. So like, what, what, what yes. happened? It's, my very last, the, the, uh, project manager that I reported to at the very end, um, he got pushed out. You know, he was like the 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 CTO said that he had to work 60 hours a week, Jesus. that that was what. Yes, he did. He said that at minimum, he would have to work 60 hours a week. And um, he was like, I, I can't I can't do that. <laughs> like, I need I need work life balance. I can't do that. Yeah. So anybody, everybody pushed, needs work life balance. Mm-hmm. They pushed him out. Mm hmm. Uh, only to hire somebody that um, that the CTO had worked with previously. So I'm working, this is like the second, this is like the, well, at the time, it was like the second time that I actually worked with the, like, that I reported to a woman. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, great, you know, it's like, I, you know, I, IT is not a, department that has many women in it it is yeah. very male driven and, and i'm sh- i'm pretty sure that it's still very very male driven they're trying to do so it was yeah but i was like oh this is great you know it's a woman and um one of my co-workers who became a friend she had worked with her and she said i don't really trust her oh, you know just be careful yeah, just be careful, you know, don't um, don't get too personal, you know, something along those lines. That's okay. Fine. You know, I don't really like people. So it, for me, it was okay. And what I what we started noticing, like my teammates and I, would be that 
we would do our we would do our job. We already knew how to do our job. And then what she would do is, was not manage her time. Mm. And then she would email the CTO and the CIO and anyone else that was relevant to the email and throw us all under the bus, like one by wow. one, every time, you know, not at the same time, but would be like, oh, Angela didn't do this or Angela didn't do that or, you know, or so-and-so didn't do this and so-and-so didn't do that. No accountability, we, just an absolute bitch. Zero accountability, zero. And she was one of these people that was, you know, friendly and agreeable. Um, she would stay extremely late. She would mm. stay like, you know, midnight, one o'clock, two o'clock, and then come in the next morning telling everyone that she worked until two o'clock. And it seemed as if she was working because obviously um, she would send emails late at night. So that impressed certain people. Mm. Of course. But she, of course, you know, didn't like me because I pushed back. Like I pushed back all the time and it wasn't that I wanted to push back is that like, I didn't want to be like adversarial. Mm -hmm. What I wanted was to get this job done. Right. Yeah. That's it. That was my, that was my job. And it just like, eventually that CTO left to, you know, some other pasture Mm -hmm. and Somebody from, you know, one of us rose to the, to, to the role of CTO. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know what, I, I, like, I don't know what went on behind the scenes. I, I just kept doing my job, you know? Like, I don't, I didn't care for, like, you know, gossip or whatever, or, or what, they, what they thought of me. I was... I was doing my job and I felt like I was doing it right. Mm -hmm. So there was um, one particular store opening in Canada that went wrong. Um, So the person that that we were sending from one store opening to another, he had to go to four stores within like a two week period and he was crossing continents. Yeah, I'm like, I know for a fact these are all not in the same state or whatever. They were not in the same. They were not in the same state. I mean, dude had to cross a couple continents in okay. order to be able to open these doors, right? Mm-hmm. So it was natural that that something would happen. And um, the first day they could not sell, and it had nothing to do with uh, me, but. When they couldn't sell, they engaged like the higher ups Mm. and it became a huge deal. And the CIO didn't want to look bad. So he wanted a scapegoat and who he wanted to blame. Yeah. Was the guy that we sent to like. (laughs) It's kind of fucked up to blame him though. Like that dude was doing a a lot. Like traveling is exhausting in itself. Dude, we sent that dude to Hawaii. Then we sent them uh, to like, Hawaii. like we yeah, we sent them to South America. And then he had to come back, like, and then he had to go to Canada. So this dude is like in you know three different continents. And yeah. I was trying to schedule it 
so this guy could get some rest because the 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 manager that I was reporting to, mm. she was just like back to back to back, and I'm like, when is he gonna rest? This dude is just he on a flight every fucking every day of the week, practically. Not even like, he has to spend most of the week getting there. Exactly, and like he was one of the he was the type of guy who drank a lot of Red Bull. Oh. So he was like, yeah, he was like, okay, and I'm like, no, we're gonna kill him. Yeah, no, <laughs> like, was, like that dude was definitely bound to crash. Yeah, so I'm like advocating for this for this guy, and they get mad at me because I'm like, hey, you're supposed to treat like your staff like they're human beings. Yeah. So yeah, so you know it's that that opening happened, it went wrong, and then it it wasn't that we forgot about it. It was like, okay, you know, it was resolved. Nobody, nobody took the blame because they wanted to blame the, the support, the, um, the guy in the support team, you know, my support person. Yeah. And like his boss was like, no, the fuck you're not. So, um, we just, you know, continued working. I continued opening stores. And then one day the CTO says, you know, schedules a meeting with me. And I'm like, why are you scheduling a meeting with me? It's weird. Mm. And then I got that feeling like, no, this is, I, it doesn't feel like a promotion because if it felt like a promotion, he would be like, Angela, come to my office. Yeah. Like it's a very specific, like come to my office. Exactly. And he presents me with the letter saying that, um, they were wait hold on one second um hello uh-huh okay you were saying um brought you to to their office and it did not feel like a good um meeting no 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 it, like they brought me to a to the conference room oh <laughs> that was like yeah they they brought he brought me to the conference room and then he just slides the letter you know like like a letter seeking ransom and i'm reading it fuck? and like i like I barely glanced at it. Like I saw when my last day was. Yeah. And I looked at him and he's like, Do you have anything to say? And I said, No. Like what at that point, what was I going to say? What do you say? You already gave me the fucking letter, dude. You want me to bug out? I could bug out. Yeah. Yeah. Like you just like got rid of me. So I just went back to work. And then um like not everybody knew in the office, but I immediately told like my teammate, I was like, yo, this shit just happened. And he's like, what? Everybody, everybody who found out that I had just been like let go of the job that I had had for almost 16 years was in shock. That's fucking crazy. Like, almost two decades at that place. I, of course, yes. yeah, I would have been like, you know, four more years, but still you were coming mm -hmm. up on two decades. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like, you know, I, I, I enjoyed, I enjoyed what I did. I just didn't like who I did it for at the time. It was just like such, it, it started feeling oppressive and then it started feeling more and more like, um, there were more, you, you were berated more than you were complimented for the job that you were doing. Yo, that's mad so, workplaces nowadays. What the fuck? Oh my God. It got to the point where I was like, oh. You know, I would go, I, I would go to work and I would like go without my makeup. And then I'd be like, oh, now I have to go and run a face and pretend. So at the time I was like, okay, this is not, this doesn't feel good. 
And then like you're going through you, you're you're working, but you're also going through certain things like, you know, in the background, like at home and and things like that. So yeah. um, they let me go in December. So it was like two weeks before Christmas oh, when they were monsters. Yeah. I don't know why people actually do that. Like, don't at least crazy. wait until the new year. <laughs> like, that is fucked up. I forgot the, that like, it was like right before Christmas. Yeah, like give you the give me the month of freaking January at least, you know, and then say like say okay, you know this th- because of this quarter or whatever. And um, I worked all through. Like I worked, worked. It wasn't like I checked out or anything because yeah. um, it was giving. I was transitioning the work to my teammate, whom I like. We had built like a great relationship, so I was like, I'm not leaving this dude in the lurch. <laughs> So I did, I, I, I gave him all of the instructions. Um, I gave him all the, like, I gave him all of the documentation, gave him instructions on how to use everything and, you know, who to engage, who to talk to, who, who you needed to, um, who you needed to involve, like how, when to escalate, like I did all of this stuff within the two weeks. And I had already started planning for the following year Mm -hmm. so by the time i left i had already like placed network orders for like six stores because you always had to like because of what i had experienced through the years i already knew which mall was going to give me trouble um who i would have to escalate with what i like what network i needed to expedite like i already knew all of so, yeah, it was a big like job. Already... It was a big job, and yeah. they had someone that had, you know, all the experience with mm-hmm. the role, and they still got rid of you. Yeah. So they, they really they made still... things complicated. That's what it sounds like. Like, no, they they did. They they made things so much complicated that that comes like that comes later. Now um, what? Say that again. Like that comes later. Like the 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 things falling apart. Yeah, yeah. Come that that comes later. But I, I did it like I made sure that he was as prepared as he could possibly be. Mm-hmm. And that year was my most successful year, you know, in my entire like in my entire career, because I had opened a combination of 72, 72 locations. That's it was like, lot. you know, like sometimes. Yes. And it was offices and and um and stores and i managed to open all of them and there was this one store that went wrong and even though it wasn't my fault they decided that it was it it doesn't even like i get it the store went wrong but if this person has a track record of getting all the stores right i don't know how you could say like oh they got this shit wrong they're fired like that's that's literally unreasonable that doesn't Mm. even make sense at all well, I guess the reason why was because that store opening made it to like the um yeah, it escalated. So the, the president, yeah, it escalated to like the president and CEO and president and CEO of the company. And mm-hmm. um it 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 was like they wanted they 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 needed somebody to to blame. You know, and not the obviously not the president and the CEO, but the you know, the the highest um the highest role in my department was like I don't need to I don't want to look that shaking so my head we're gonna get yeah we're gonna get rid. we're gonna get rid of this person that's the mm. thing though like usually so, like i don't know if you're if you're a good boss you would definitely like 
you would take the hit if it's not anybody's fault because you know you're a human being and it's like they're not gonna fire me like i'm I, come on like you need a you need a higher up to to manage everything right now and if things are moving smoothly like i don't know if you blame it on like one of your employees like of course like they're they have a, a higher chance to get fired as we literally saw so it's just fucked up that your boss just didn't take the small head like yo like no, listen the guy was overworked but it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't my like well no she was never going to take like the person i was reporting to i mean she was throwing people under the bus no i'm saying like it's fucked up that she was like that like she was never even a boss to like do that saying the way things were like should have been somebody to actually advocate for their employees yeah she was not she was like oh this is not my fault i i i don't have anything to do with like once i i was assigned a project and um it was just like disconnecting um networks that we no longer use so I identified them and then I sent them to her and I said, hey, listen, we're, I'm getting ready to disconnect these lines. Um, can you please review them and confirm? And I did that for like two weeks and she would not reply. And I have a feeling she just did, she just didn't didn't know how to do her didn't know how to do the job. Yeah. No. So I was like, OK, well, you're not saying anything. I am disconnecting. And I disconnected a, the line that we used in the office, like, because it didn't have, like, it didn't have an actual, like, um, like, address or anything. So it was, like, the line that we were using for, like, you know, when we were watching the TV. And so for watching she TV? Obviously didn't, yeah. Yeah. We had, we, like, yeah, honestly, like, we had a good team. Like, we would all sit down and eat lunch together. Like, oh, we God. were really, yeah, we were, we were, like, um, like, we were co-workers, but we were also, like, friendly because we've been working together for so long. Like, you a know? lot of workplaces, like, what they, what they try to do is create a familial, a familial atmosphere, but that actually, na- that actually yeah. naturally happened because everyone was great. Exactly, exactly. Um, and well, she didn't take like she didn't take the blame. But I am I am guessing that she said that, that she must have said like, oh no, it was Angela who did it, mm-hmm. but never said. Well, I didn't. I did not follow up, and I didn't confirm. You know, I, I it was just like putting all this pressure to have that completed, yeah. but not assist in any way. Shaking my head. So, yeah, yeah. But you know, like, like they even gave me like champagne, like before. No, don't like, do a butt. That shit was fucked up. The little, the tiny Louis Vuitton serious. bag with the champagne, like that was that was fucked up. No severance. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly what they. Did. That shit was disrespectful. And then they, I remember you told us they they had like made a dinner for you, and it's like, why would I show up to no, my? Was, I got fired dinner. It was a lunch. Yeah. Oh, like, amazing. A lunch. And they were like, oh, we want to take. You know, we want to take everybody, and I'm like, oh no, I can't. I I have to leave. I, like I had um um like I actually had to visit somebody in the hospital, mm-hmm. so I was like, no, I have to do I have to do this thing. Um, thank you very much for inviting me to. Like, Gee, I my, have done either. You fired me. Farewell dinner. No, that's fucked up. <laughs> I'm not dinner lunch. Mm-mm. That's but, like, that's so stupid as hell. Dude, like they were presenting me with all this stuff, and they're like, "Oh, thank you for all your hard work and all this stuff." And I'm like, "Am I in the fucking twilight? You guys fucking fired me!" 
Yeah, like everybody's mad, like cheerful, and it's like, yo, I have no job right now. <laughs> like, the fuck, dude. Like, I have. I, they've made everybody sign a card. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> it felt like I thought you only I, signed cards for like, you know, get well, and shit. Like, not get well, like happy birthday, or like not like you're fired. <laughs> yo, that's fucked up. <laughs> I didn't know they wrote it. Like, I didn't know they, they had a card for you. I knew about the lunch and the stuff. But the card, oh, that's what I got it. Have, yeah, I still have the card somewhere. I oh didn't even God. throw I didn't even throw it away. Like I didn't throw it away and I didn't throw my the resignation letter over the not the resignation letter, the the, the you're fired letter. Yeah, the termination and, letter. Um what like the termination letter, I kept it. I kept it. I'm like, I'm gonna keep this and one day I'm gonna frame it and I'm <laughs> gonna say, I got fired from there. <laughs> But like you know, I haven't framed it. It's still like in it's still somewhere. You kind of have means um, to frame it now, though, because you're in a much better place. I could, yeah, I could, but you know, where the hell am I gonna put it? <laughs> I don't know above the desk. But yeah, oh how, really? You could. There's there's a room there. But um, how long <laughs> were you unemployed for? Well, I was unemployed for like nine months. Sheesh. So yeah. Um, it was uh, it was at the end of December, and I did not get a job until September. And I I'm not sure like how um, like how job searches are for like you know for you now, mm -hmm. but it was just rejection after rejection after rejection. Like I even went outside of my like my my like my expertise i was like okay you know what i can i can use these skills and transfer them here 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 and still it was like i applied i know i'm qualified and then you get the well we've gone you know we've decided to um you have great experience but candidates. we decided yep exactly we have you have great experience but we decided to go with another candidate it's like i mm -hmm. oh and then you know obviously like the more time passes the more um, the more stressed out you get, because like, you know, when, when you're, when you're young, when you're 21, 22, you're still, for the most part, you're living with your parents, mm -hmm. you know? So you can, you, you can be unemployed for five, six months, but when you are a parent and you have a mortgage, it's really hard because it, it becomes like so stressful. Yeah. Like what, like, um, walk me through some of your feelings or thoughts you had like throughout you well, know, your job search dude it, oh first of all it was panic because um you're obviously like i was collecting unemployment for the very first time in my life and obviously that is not it, it is nowhere near the money that you are taking home that you were t previously taking home mm -hmm. so it was just a lot of having to cut certain things and um and at the time, like you were in college, like that's when you first, like you had um, in December, you had come home from college. Yeah, that shit was um, right. When was, I I remember hearing about it, like being up there in Plattsburgh, and I was like, "What? Like you lost like the job mm -hmm. you've had for forever?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And then obviously, like you came down for for Christmas, and I was like, "What the hell am I gonna do now?" I I I. I've been doing this thing for 16 years and it becomes sort of like, I don't know, sometimes like 
your job sort of becomes who you are. Like it was yeah. part of who I was. And I felt like I lost a part of myself. Yeah, because it was an actual so, career. You sunk time into that place and developed it. Yeah. Right. You know, I did a lot of that development. So I, I was like, okay, who am I now? You know, I'm like, okay, I'm a parent. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, but that's, that's okay. That's it. I, I don't know where, what, what to do or where to, like, where to put this energy. And it was mostly like just, it was shock obviously for a bit and then it gave into like depression mm -hmm. because as the months rolled on and on and you couldn't find and I couldn't find work I started getting even like I started getting more and more depressed about it yeah because nine months and, is, nine months is a, is, is a long time like I know that's that's so crushing mm -hmm. so like I'd imagine or like I'm wondering did you ever lose hope um, a few times, yes. Um, there was like this one time I, I had actually gotten interviewed for Taco Bell. I remember that. Um, that was bullshit. Yeah. Oh my God. As their construction coordinator. And I was like, okay, you know what? I can do this. It's, it's practically the same, you know, the, the same thing that I'm doing. Um, but in another, com in, in a completely different company in a completely different department. And like to their credit, like, um Taco Bell has really great benefits. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I can I can do this. And I went through four interviews. And you know, the fourth I left um pretty positive. I was like pretty positive that I had gotten that I was going to get this job. And then a week later they're like, oh well, no. Yeah, they um, were playing they were playing games. I remember you saying like you would go through an interview and it was great. And they were like, they wanted you to talk to someone else. So they brought in someone else. Number two, brought in someone yeah. else. Number three, brought in someone else. It's like, you're saying this same story, like to four different people. Over and yeah, to four different people. But like every time I was, I was interviewing with someone, they loved me. Yeah. And I'm like, yes, I got this. I am going to get this job. And it was actually a remote job. It was, mm -hmm. you know, I, I didn't best. have to, because they, yeah, they're based in like Texas or something. Yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> or California, where they're based somewhere that that I that's not New York. So yeah. it was going to be a fully remote um, role, where I was going to report to somebody else who was also remote, and it only required me to go every once in a while to the site. So I was like, oh, this is perfect. You know, I think um, your sister was in fifth grade at the time. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh, you know, I can I can spend more time while while she's in um, middle school. Like I was already planning this thing. Like I was counting these chickens before they had. Yeah. And right. And then, you know, I get the rejection and I'm like, oh, Lord. Yeah. A lot of people, like especially okay. on LinkedIn, they they say like, yo, stop bringing people through hoops. It's like you're leading someone on. Especially, like, yes. just then. You were absolutely let on because you had four fantastic interviews. Like, it should have been done after two. But they give mm -hmm. you two more. And even then, that wasn't enough. Like, who else Who right. else had a, gave a better interview? Like, no fucking way. I, I, don't, I, I don't know. I don't know what it was that, you know, they, they saw in the, in, in the other candidate that they didn't see in me. Mm -hmm. But it, it, was, it was. It was. It was very... Um, oh, 
I was I was so disappointed. I was so disappointed because I was like, I think this is perfect. And I I didn't get it. It and, sounded perfect. Um, Literally, I remember that time. Right. It sounded like so promising. Yes. And 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 it just didn't pan out. So I, you know, it was like you're swallowing disappointment and yeah, did, you continue applying. How did you stay positive? Um, it was difficult to stay positive. It was, it was difficult, but I, like, I, I would say I need to find, I, I am going to find a job. There is no way that I am going to remain unemployed because what else am I going to do? Mm-hmm. You know? And like, I actually, I like working. Like I know people don't always, but I like, I, I like to have that purpose, mm-hmm. you know? It, I was robbed of it. You know, that's that's how I felt. I, like, I was like, I was robbed of this thing. Yeah. And one day, I'm still, like, I'm applying on, you know, on every single platform. I am on LinkedIn. I am on, you know, I'm on Glassdoor. I'm, in, I'm on Indeed. I am calling people and saying, hey, I just, you know, sent over my application. You know, I was, like, trying to build relationships and stuff on LinkedIn. And... Mm-hmm nothing was working and one day i i applied to um i applied to a job in construction um because the taco bell was also the the, the taco bell role was also in construction i said i can do this so i applied to um just a, i don't know what it was but it wasn't like the company it was like a recruiter Mm-hmm. And this guy, you know, he calls me and I don't recognize the number. So I don't pick up because, you know, this is what we do now. Yeah. We don't pick up. Yeah. We, we don't pick up numbers unless we know them. Like sometimes, unless we know them. sometimes I could feel if it's an important call. Like I can look at it and I'm like, something tells me I should pick this up. And I'm usually right. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, but that's like that. That's what happened. But it happened like um, at the like the third time he called. Yeah. I was like, okay, I'm gonna pick this up because obviously this is something. Yeah. And the guy was like, you know, I'm I'm so and so from you know such and such recruiting company, and I I I think you have great qualifications, and I have this company for you. And I was like, okay, sure. And I go and interview, and it's in Brooklyn. Yeah. And it is deep. It is it is deep. It is a two-hour commute back oh, and no. forth. Awful. And, and one of those, like, you get off on the train, you you get off the train, the subway, and you can walk like ten blocks of like winding thing, like a weird. That shit is not even a, a memorable like route. Like you're gonna be like, ah, oh, looking at your map for forever. Like, okay, it's like a, a right here and then a left here. That sounds like a like whack ass commute. Wrong. Yeah. <laughs> it re- it was the worst commute. And then the the place was kind of it was um they made signs in that in that company yeah and yeah so it was very industrial like and the office was like a fishbowl and they were everybody was there and you were like really next to somebody else and I'm like this is too close yeah that people. sounds too close but ah I didn't like the environment I didn't I didn't know what the job was. You know, because nobody trained you properly. It was like you had to just do it. 
It was like, you know, just just figure that out. And I lasted a week there. Yeah, and I no, said, it sounded Listen, miserable. Oh, it was so miserable. And I'm like, the people are, you know, and I, I, I told the recruiter, the people are great. Um, everything is, you know, I, I, I like the place. I <laughs> um, but the commute is two hours. I cannot commute back and forth two hours every single, it was four hours of my life. And I was coming home, like I was leaving there at 530 or whatever. Yeah. And I was getting home at seven o'clock yeah, every no. day. Like seven o'clock. Um, sometimes like if there were delays on the on the train or the bus, you'd get home at eight. Oh, so just, it's too late. Yeah. <laughs> so I like I left after a week. And I'd never done that. Like I would have toughed it out. But so, like when you know it's um, bad, it's bad. Yes. So like I waited a couple of weeks and then they called me again and they were like, Hey, we have, you know, X construction company. I'm going to send your resume. And, um, and I was like, okay. And, you know, she comes back and she's like, oh, they're very impressed with your resume interview. So she sets up the interview and it's at 5 PM. Uh, what the fuck? I never. That is the yes, latest interview. I'm... That is like the last one. Yes. I have never been like interviewed at five o'clock. Yeah. You you were interviewed at like, you know, eight o'clock in the morning or whatever. It's always yeah. morning. So I guess that should have been I don't know, that should have been a red flag, but it wasn't. I like I was unemployed. I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. And I interview with her and um Oh, how do I, I, I don't know how to describe that interview. It was, it was a strange type of interview. Um, and also like, I should have seen the red flags because they would say something like, you know, you get X amount of days of vacation. And then, you know, she goes, oh, you know, I'm not really a day counter. If you need to go to a doctor's appointment or you need this or you need that, you know, you should be able to take, you know, the day you can, you can take the day off. We are not, we don't, you know, we don't do this, this counting of days here. And I was mm-hmm. like, okay. Okay. But it wasn't like, like, okay, this is great. It was more like, okay, why, why do you need to say that? Yeah. Like it's so specific. It's like, uh, why are things run like that? Mm-hmm. I needed a job. So I was like, okay. I left, and then within the hour, they called. Um, the recruiter called, and they're like, they love you. So when can you start? And I look at my calendar, and I was like, I can start X day. Um, so like, okay, I now, I'm now employed. I was making less money than I was previously because, like, you know, I was a, like, I, I was a team lead at, at, the, at, at my previous job. And here I was going to be something called like an assistant project manager, hmm. which is basically just paper pushing. <laughs> paper pushing um, was that? Yeah, it was more like, you know, you have to, um, in, in construction, when you do like, uh, when you were renovating, you have to engage the architects and the engineers and stuff. And everything has like, you know, everything has, um, like a purpose. So you need to order, you need to basically order everything, the floor, the carpets, the, the, um, 
you you have to there's a there there's certain um there's a certain HVAC unit that you that that you have to order radiators like all of this stuff but everything needs to be approved so i was the i, I was the person who managed that portion um and well i i i go to this office and it's two construction companies owned by a husband and wife so they're two different they're two different companies one does um like residential in um residential construction like interior and they did corporate interiors and healthcare so like healthcare facilities yeah that's where that's where i was and everything like i walked into that office and everything was so quiet and i'm like why is this so silent but it wasn't like a site like a pleasant uh-huh it was like it was what's going like, on here oh this is oppressive but oh. i didn't understand like i didn't see it at first because i was like i am working and i felt so blessed to have a job yeah you know at that moment because i was like i i was i didn't know what where where i was going to go like i was thinking okay i'm gonna have to like am i gonna have to go back to school like how can i pivot you know into in, into another field like i was all of this stuff was going through my head and i got this job and it turned like it turned i was great at it, it that um, and i'm not saying it because you know whatever i was i was actually you know good and because i had like an it background yeah. I was able to get their systems really quickly. Like I didn't need a lot of training mm-hmm. for it. So, you know, I'm plugging along, I'm doing my job and you had to go on site. Like um, you have to go on site once a week mm-hmm. and you, you had to get everything ready. You had to get like, you, you have to record the minutes from the previous meeting. You have to type those up. Then you have to print them out. And I'm like, why are we printing out? Oh my God, things? I remember this shit. Dude, it was like the oh craziest waste I, of time. I don't know. Dude, what first of all, it was a waste of time. And what is the longest book you've ever read? The longest book I ever read? Uh yeah. Like how many pages? Let's call it maybe three hundred. I have read a thousand page books. Yeah, no, I've seen that. It's, and it's it, insane. And Those dude, thick ass books. <laughs> and it's and it's and it used to feel like that every single week. Ah, uh, I wouldn't want to feel that every week. Yeah. Oh my God, it was every single week, and you know, you you were assigned more than one project. I was assigned like four or five at the time, so I had to print all of this paper, lug all of that paper on site, and then you know you would be able to um, have the meeting about what was. Um, how much progress they had made and what what they needed to like what the next steps were um in within the phases of construction so it was okay but then i start noticing certain things you know mm-hmm. you start noticing that you're that these people who are supposed to be your bosses and you're supposed to be leading you aren't very professional mm-hmm. let's say you know there was no there was a small company so there was no hr department for you to go to i didn't um, i didn't know 
I thought I, I thought every workplace had an HR department. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> every place has an HR department. That's insane. What? Mm-hmm. It did not have an HR department. Um, it was like the people who had remained there were either family members or um, they had been in the company for a very, very long time. Like the executive assistant, her mom used to be the boss's executive assistant. And like she had been there for like 15 years already. Mm -hmm. So I am noticing that like you, they, like everybody's really silent all the time. And you were not really, they didn't want you to interact. It was like any free moment had to be filled with work. And like I said, I enjoy working. I enjoy, like, I, I love being hyper-focused on something for hours. Like, that's something that I really excel at for some reason. Mm -hmm. um, but here, it's like, I didn't even feel like I needed, I wanted to make friends at all. You know, sometimes like you find, you know, you, you find, um, you find a place of like employment and you're, you start like those friendships, mm -hmm. um, they happen organically yeah. all the time, you know, but here it was like, I don't, I don't even like these people. I don't want to be around these people. It was like this air of just oppression all the time. You know, and like, if you know whether or not you want to stay in a place by your third month. By third? You know? I thought like you, the, yeah, yeah, you're right. You said three months. I thought it was yeah. six, but no. Yeah. Really, you, you experience no, no, no. it at least in three. Yeah. It took three months for me to be like, mm -mm, I can't be here. Can't do this. Like, that's when everything wears off. Yeah. You know, that, that, the novelty that of the shine. Role. <laughs> the, the, yeah, the novelty of the role and. You know, the, and I was always, I was excited because I was doing something new. Yeah. But, oh, you know, they were, they, they were the type of people who like yelled all the time at their superintendents. And, you know, they, um, like the superintendents were the ones who were on site and also had to work with all of the trades. So the trades are like um, HVAC, plumbing. Um, oh, my God. Uh, electrician and um, like you had to the super the superintendents had to work with them so you're basically depending on their expertise to do their job but they were like the the um, the owner of the company was always like doing his you know doing his own thing and you had to listen otherwise you were going to get yelled at like we used to have meetings every week and he would yell and curse people out. No, nah, and that's then I was crazy. like, "Oh no, I can't be like this," you know. Like, and also like the novelty of being able to curse all the time, you know, because it's like construction was was like that. So I was like, yeah, "I could say fuck all the time," you know. <laughs> it's, it's refreshing when you then, can curse on a roll, but then but it's not refreshing when they're like cursing at you. <laughs> Uh, yeah, when they're cursing at you or they're they're berating you and treating you like a child. No. Nah. You know? 
And it just got worse and worse for me from there. And then, like, COVID happened. Ugh. Yeah. And I don't know if you remember the... Well, you were in college at the time. So I'm guessing, like, you know, everything was, like, live for you and then completely stopped, right? In college at the time? Yeah. 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 No, everything was, was, was cool. Um, if anything, it's honestly, it was honestly like a fucking movie. It's like you would, you would sometimes hear like news about COVID in China and you're like, oh yeah, like it's all the way over there. Like we're going to be all right. And, and surely like they're going to do something before it comes here. But, um, then it's, it's like shit just was getting worse and worse. It's like, all right, all right. We all, like we're, we're, nobody's going to class. Everybody got to like, just, just stay where they are. Um, and we're just trying to like figure this out. But then like case, like it got to Plattsburgh. So cases were rising and then they were sending people home. And there was a point when they were like trying to, like some people genuinely had no way to get home and they were still trying to force mm-hmm. people to go home and it's like they can't we can't go like there there's no buses there's no trains like are you not noticing like everything is shutting down how are we gonna get home so i remember like the Grey- greyhound and amtrak was closed for a long time i don't think amtrak amtrak i don't even think it, it goes to plattsburgh anymore i think they just stopped like they just died and then yeah, did not come back yeah oh yeah that was- like right after the pandemic, it never came. Yeah, that's true. They never came back. Like Greyhound like the, is, is yeah, finally back, but um, for a while it was gone. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and like, what's was... funny is like they always that no, they just... always chartered buses for you, like to come, like to come home and go back, and then they didn't charter buses. Like that's how, like that's how it felt like. It felt dystopian all no, the time, you know, like those, remember, and, and then it's like, I, I realized like, yeah, they wouldn't have, they wouldn't have chartered any buses because they didn't know whether or not like these kids were going to contract COVID on their way home. Yeah, so like now real. I get it. No, it's like, not. I was, I remember in the, in the beginning, not. I was, I was holding out hope that things would return back to normal. But once you see the campus become dead it, it's like yeah no this is um it's it we're, we're just now in a in this pandemic and yeah, that was tough and you stayed i did i did yeah. oh. i i did stay for some time i thought i would be able to last like the the whole semester and i thought you know i would still be able to like see my guys but essentially people were were pretty mm-hmm. isolated yeah yeah i i that must have been that that must have been so hard on everybody because of the way that they isolated you guys. Yeah. That, oh. But it, it honestly just yeah. really sucked because like things were, were going pretty great. Like sophomore year was pretty great for me, honestly. I was feeling some, mm-hmm. some genuine happiness. Mm-hmm. And then uh, yeah, just an entire one eighty. Jeez, like I I I was like it was like February, you know, before it was sort of like um, when people start, like people were, were no longer visiting like anything Asian. That was fucked like, up. Like you couldn't like, yeah, it was like I everywhere, like anything Asian. Cause I went to a Vietnamese restaurant and it was just like, like your sister and me. Yeah. <laughs> we were the only two people there. And 
Right. And at the time you were thinking like, well, it's not going to, I mean, come on. This, it's, it's never all happened. the way over like, there. It's never really happened before. It's yeah. all the way over there. Like we went through, we went through Ebola like, and, yeah. and, and it never came here. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not worried. I'm not that worried. You know, I was like, no, we have systems in place. Yeah. We got a whole book and no, like a don't. whole book for said things. They, they got, they're going to, they're sh- surely they're going to open the book and then start employing shit, doing shit. And things right. are gonna be okay. Yeah, they were gonna deploy these plans, right? And we were gonna be fine. But no, that didn't happen. And um it was starting to get scary, right? Because that's when the news started focusing way more on COVID and the deaths and all of this stuff. And then, you know, things were shutting down. And one of the last um one of the last industries to shut down was construction. They would not shut it. They 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 wouldn't shut it down. But yeah, then it was, it was um, deemed essential. Yeah, it was deemed essential. And then construction workers were like, "Yo, we're fucking dying too, shit." <laughs> and um, they it just like for a while, construction was also included. Like you had to actually ask for, um, you had to go to the Department of Buildings and get um like a special permit that would allow you to go back into the buildings and work. Wow, I didn't know that. And you know, it took a while. Yeah, it it took a while um, for that to happen. But yeah, yeah. And um, like in my like when I went to the when you go to the when we went to the office, like what you had to do was you're logging into some other server. So not you didn't even like I didn't even have to be in the office. Yeah, at all. You just needed the program. Yes, I could do my work like you, I could do my work from home. And it started getting like very scary, you know, and, and, and trains were like starting to empty out in the street. Like everything was like, it felt like The Walking Dead, like, like you know, the yeah. beginning of The Walking Dead. Yeah. Yep. It felt like that. And then, um, like, you remember that your grandma was here. And I was yes. like, okay, I, I like, I don't want to kill this. I was like, I don't want to kill this lady. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and I was, I and I was scared too because like people were not surviving, um, like these bouts of COVID. Like I, I had a former coworker who, um, he was intubated for thirty days. Like he was, and he, you know, he lived through it, but it was scary. To know, like, somebody just in case, that close, right? Just in case, I wanna, I wanna explain. Like, being intubated is like you can't breathe on your own. So the tube is shoved down, down your torso, into your mouth, down your torso, so you can be hooked up to a machine or that the pump thing. Right. Yeah. So they can breathe for. So this dude was like, you know, this was happening, and you're always hearing. Um, a friend like you know somebody's friend or somebody's relative and they're sick and and people are dying and i'm like i am not going to i am not getting on this damn train and commuting to work i'm not doing it so like a weekend i was talking to like my teammate and i was like i am not gonna i am not gonna do i am not gonna come in i am not going to come in i have to put my foot down and i need you to put your foot down with me and we united, and we were like, "Nope, we're not coming into the office." Wow, I, I, I didn't know that. 
That is something I genuinely yes. didn't know about that. I knew you were like definitely trying to um, be remote because it, it, she had like your your company had no precautions. They were just like, yeah, come in, inside. And what happens? Like- what happens after not having precautions and being in this tiny office? Mm-hmm. It wasn't like a it wasn't a small office, but mm-hmm. like we were seated close together. Yeah. So. Um, then you know she you know how it how it all started people started putting up plexiglass and you know wearing gloves and masked up and all this stuff and i was like no i don't care i don't know <laughs> anything we don't know anything about this virus i don't want to catch it i don't want to die and i was like no <laughs> and i was telling the guy i was like listen we have to we have to do this like we need to we need to present a united front and refuse and he did with me and on like unfortunately he caught most of the flack mm-hmm. <laughs> you know because he had been there longer but i was like nope i'm not doing it i'm not coming in and like days later was when they finally like construction um was no like construction was included um as well and then it was like okay now we have to all stay home mm-hmm. And they had to work for about four months um, remotely, and it wasn't it wasn't bad, um, but it wasn't great either. Um, and like I said, my teammate was the one who caught like the most, and um, they they were very mean, you know, very very mean to a lot of people because they assumed that they weren't working. And um, they said things that, like, honestly, if there had been an HR department, they would have started, like, you know, these people, like, they would have started from scratch. Like, that's they'd have a million terrible. cases, a million. Yeah, yeah, they they were really terrible. So, um, I think it was like June or something when um they they it was June eighth or something like that that they that um they started opening um things and that was like they were like uh you y'all need to come to the office immediately (laughs) the city's open get in there and i i was like you know i was still wait i was waiting for your grandma to go back to dominican republic so um i was like oh can i delay this a month i don't want to kill her (laughs) and then like a month later i had to go right back to work and i was the only freaking person masked in that office two companies and i was the only person masked consistently and obviously we didn't know anything about covid they didn't you know they they didn't um upgrade their hvac system there were no air purifiers there was nothing it was just you know you and some vibes like some Mm -hmm. construction vibes yeah. Like that's what it was. And like before and I and I would tell her like I was not I was not comfortable commuting to the office. So I let them know that I did not want to be in a room full of people. Um so they allowed me to um join via conference when they had meetings. Yeah. Like everybody would be like grouped in like grouped together and I would be on the phone like what's up? No shit. Yeah, I don't want to be around like, all y'all. Like, no, I did not. Y'all are unmasked and stuff. And like, 
once or twice there were people who had been positive and they were working anyway and it was like you know there were other yeah and then you know once somebody found out that they were positive for covid they would be sent home but it was too late you know Mm -hmm. and didn't Um, like everyone get infected at the office at some point except you yes because i because i had gotten laid off (laughs) oh it was after you were laid off off. yes yeah it was like a week after not even no it wasn't it was like maybe a week after i had gotten laid off that um my former teammate texted me and and he's like everybody got covid (laughs) like (laughs) literally everybody COVID. oh my god um and then like oh i don't know it was it was just such a such a horrible environment and i think i remember i told you that like my teammate actually squared up on the book because yes. he was like he was he was talking down to him like he would talk down to him as if he were a child and he got so angry that like you know he yelled and then like my teammate was like what like do you want to fucking do this like he got <laughs> Like he got right up to his face, mm-hmm. <laughs> and like you know, he had to like he left for you know just to get some air and stuff. But I think that if he if our boss had said one more thing, he would have he would have punched that poor man. Oh, like they, that man yeah, would not. It have sounds survived. like it. Like he was just he needed one more thing, and that's it. One more thing, yeah. And you know, then uh, like again, like right after Christmas. I had taken a vacation like um to get Christmas off. And yeah. the day before that I the day before I had to come in, um, they called me and they're like, Oh, you know, we just like they they didn't have enough business. Mm, yeah, um, I remember that. Yeah. They were uh, they were unable to to get new business all the t- like all the time, you know, like the entire time. We were just like basically wrapping up all of the projects that we that we had. Yeah. And they weren't getting, they, they, they got like one or two jobs at the time. So it didn't, you know, merit having two assistant project managers. Mm-hmm. So I was the one you know, who got laid off. I was like, okay, well, I guess um, I'm unemployed again. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, at the time um, they were offering like, um, there was like a, additional um pandemic unemployment money so yeah. it wasn't that bad you know i i i was able to like you know it w- it wasn't like that first time so mm-hmm. that was okay and let me see i was unemployed for eight months oh, damn that time yeah eight months so sometimes we settle for less or endure what we don't deserve out of desperation. Do you recommend that? I do not. I I I don't. And like I said, um, when you're young and you don't have responsibilities, it's easy to say to say no. You know, mm-hmm. because you're like you don't you don't have to pay rent. You don't have to pay a mortgage. You don't have activity. Like you don't. You just you're just taking care of you. Mm-hmm. And also, you're also working with your parents. You're also sorry, not working. You're also living with your parents, mm-hmm. so you don't have these expenses. Um, 
it, it's a lot more difficult when you are an adult. Yeah. Um, like I would not have accepted that job if I didn't feel the desperation of mm -hmm. like dwindling savings and and responsibilities. Yeah. So that you know, it's 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 a hard thing. It's it's very hard to it's very hard to say no um because it also depends on your circumstances. Yeah. Like a lot of a lot of people are stuck in terrible terrible jobs with terrible conditions because they have other responsibilities and they can't just walk away. Yeah. So you were unemployed for an additional eight months after that, but eventually mm -hmm. you found like a really good job. Like you're still in it today. Okay. And it's been nothing All right. but pluses. <laughs> yes. But also I am back working for the same company. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fire. Yeah. But it's different, different, Same different bosses, though. It's a different department. Um, and it's actually not. OK, so it is different. Uh, it's not a different boss. It was my very first boss when I started ah, yes. working for that company. Mm -hmm. So I am working for I'm, I'm working for him again. And like I said, when I was working for him, very family oriented, very like very good, you know, a very good person. Like he would not like at, when we worked for him, there wasn't really a day where he wouldn't be like, "Well, oh, you guys are great. You guys are a great team. You guys have done a great job. Like even if no one else told us, he would always do that. That's dope. So I am back in that same. Yeah, I am back in that same environment and I am working like we're all remote. Um, except for, you know, except for her, uh, like maybe three people now, because our team grew in the past like year and a half. Mm -hmm. um, but for the most, um, a lot of us are, are remote. We don't all live in the same, like in the same states. You know, some there, we have somebody who work who lives in California, somebody who lives in Texas, somebody who lives in like um, Massachusetts, um, someone who lives in Maine. So we're all over the place. Mm -hmm. but it still um, works but yeah it still works we're said like we're a great we're a great team everybody on that team if something happens there there's always somebody to pitch in there's always something like my, my boss would be like oh you know so and so has x going on like if you guys can just pitch in and help and everybody's like yeah of course what the hell so like it it's like you don't even need to tell us we're going to like we're all going to make sure that this job gets done yeah there's no um, pressure so, it's like yeah. listen we're gonna get the job done and we're gonna get through it it's not like yeah we you need to get this job done by this deadline no no it's 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 sort of like everybody everybody just um everybody comes together yeah and we wherever we can so it's it's been fantastic because I, I work for two of the nicest people on earth. You know, I, I had like um, I had like a, a like an emergency, like what it was. What, August? It was like I was working there for like three months mm -hmm. when um, that incident happened to your sister. And mm -hmm. I was like, OK, I, I can't you know do this. And. 
like on my way to the hospital, one of my bosses called me and was like, are you okay? <laughs> you know, you don't need to come to like, you don't need to come to work. Don't worry about anything. Just take care of this thing. And I didn't work for like two weeks. Um, and I came back obviously because it was like, if I don't do something, I I'm going to go crazy. Like I need to focus on something. Yeah. Um, but they, they paid me, (laughs) you know, they didn't, like, they didn't, they didn't count it against like my PTO time or anything. They were like, Hey, listen, we get it. And periodically like they would call and they would be like, okay, you know, if you need to take time out for anything, go right ahead and do it. It's you, we don't like when they said we don't count days here, they meant it. Yo, they were sounds like, no, like you're working in Sweden, like straight up. A little bit. Because <laughs> <laughs> like that's, all, that's the only other place, like the European countries. It's like you could literally just like, yo, you need, you need, you need a day off. You need, yo, you need a vacation. Go take it. Go take it. How long? Please. Two weeks. You know what? Make it three. Make it three. You know what? I'll give you four. <laughs> I'll give you four. Four weeks. Have fun. Okay. No. <laughs> okay it's not like that but yeah and, i know but it's like still close yeah and i'm telling you like we've had emergencies where we've had to leave you know like for 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 days like my um one of our teammates her mom died and oh. she they give you like you know the the they say like, you know, when you're obviously like when you're hired, they give you um, how much PTO time you you have and how much sick time. And we get like three days of bereavement and it doesn't matter who the fuck dies. Like it could mm-hmm. be your dog, but you, you'd you be like, OK, you, you need to mourn this dog. Right. Yeah. And she was gone for like. Yeah, she was gone for like three weeks. And again, they were like, oh, you know, you can can you take care of um of her stores and, and et cetera. And everybody's like yeah of course so like it's there's a difference when you work in 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 an environment that actually appreciates the work that you're doing yeah yeah it makes you um work harder yeah you know you 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 want to do these you know you and and these like you're working in a in in a space that advocates work-life balance Mm -hmm. and not just that, but when they take more of your time, they're like, like if you, um, like if uh, somebody had to work a weekend, mm-hmm. they would say, okay, then you're gonna need to take two days off during the week. Wow. It was. It isn't like okay, you're gonna work seven days a week and then wait until next Friday so yeah. that you can actually have some time off. And it's not like that. It's it's like, how can I make this? a better working environment for you. Yeah, that's dope. I wish way more places were like that. Listen, I, I think that that, that should be the, that, that should be the norm. And there was a time, I guess that, that, that it was the norm that, you know, you, you started work at one time, you know, you started at whatever, nine or eight or whatever. And then you left at five and you left your work at work. And you were able to go home with your family. You didn't have to worry about, you know, what was going on at work until the next day. Mm-hmm. But then a lot of companies have made it so people feel the pressure of 
being replaced. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like this threat looming over you mm -hmm. and it doesn't make you feel like it's, it's not a positive work environment. You're constantly stressed. You know, you're, you're stressed because of the job you're stressed um, because you feel like you're not putting in enough time or effort or hours. Mm -hmm. um, and there are places that you you can work for months and they never come to you and say, you do, you're doing a great job. That's it's, honestly crazy. If you're doing like months, years of great work and they don't tell you shit, they're just like paycheck. Yeah. And not even, not paycheck. It's like they, they just say, okay, well, you know, you're, you're doing, you're, you're fucking up here. You're doing wrong there. Uh, yep. You're doing this here. And it's, and it's, it's just this constant criticism without, actually giving you any positive feedback yeah and i like you can't work that way. no seriously it's it's impossible to work without positive feedback like maybe in the beginning you're like mm -hmm. okay like you know they're, they're telling me all that, that i gotta do wrong so I'm, I'm gonna get focused up and really make sure like I, I work on this shit but then you go you you have another meeting and then it's like more negative shit and it's like okay um this stuff that i improved on wasn't even acknowledged it's like damn like i know this is my job right. but but fuck like we're human like what's up? Mm -hmm. Right, and and I I don't understand why more people um, don't adopt that. Be like I said, I've worked, I've 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 reported to um, amazing people. Like I and I learned, like I said, I I've, I've learned from every one of them. But one thing that I have always learned, and you know, from them is to acknowledge good work yeah so when i had to do like you know when i had to open stores i had um i had people um reporting it wasn't like reporting to me it was more like okay i'm i'm, I'm working with them but they always saw me as as if they were reporting to me and mm -hmm. i'm like no that's okay and i'm like listen okay <laughs> that's above my um, pay grade like i wish but no yeah yeah, you know, yes, I, it was a but. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but like I would always make sure that I prepared them and that I would, I was, you know, that I would be make myself available and I was always there to praise their job. Like I'd be like, oh my god, you guys are doing such a great job. Thank you very much. <laughs> and they would call me for something, and I'm like, hey, you know what? Thank you, thank you for doing this. I appreciate you flying out here. <laughs> And it made them always want to um, work with me, first work with me, yeah. but also anything that I asked for, they did it. Hmm. They wouldn't say like, you know, they, they wouldn't be like, oh, I can't do this because of X. It's like, okay, let, I, I'll take care of it. Yeah. They would never say no to me because it was like, I was always, I always make sure that they, that, you know, that they understood that. I appreciated what they were doing because I wasn't flying out anymore. Yeah, like honestly, like all were. of the stuff wouldn't be happening without them. Mm-hmm. And you know, it was it was it was a relationship. I had to make sure that they had all of their equipment on site. And by the time that they arrived, everything was there. You know, yes. I was I was there to make their job easier. Yeah. You know, because it was it was this huge opening a store is a huge undertaking. Mm -hmm. 
but you know, and then you end up in, in, in spaces that don't appreciate you at all. You know? Yep. So you've told me that your last job has given you PTSD. And I'd imagine your new role soothes some, soothes some worries, but that stress doesn't instantly go away. So what worries do you still have, even though you're in a better well, place? Well, um, the PTSD, well, actually, um, the, the, uh, the role that I had um, for 16 years and getting fired the way I did, mm-hmm. that gave me PTSD. And mm-hmm. it made me like work so much harder. Because you're always thinking, if I don't work hard, if I, if I, if, if this isn't perfect, then I could get fired, you know, and it's all in my head. (laughs) It really, and I, um, like I've been told that I, um, I underestimate myself a lot. Yeah. So like, I am doing, you know, I am doing a great job, but for me, I'm like, maybe I could do better. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Maybe if I ask for more work. (laughs) (laughs) How are you working through that PTSD or that, like, you know, thinking that you're not doing enough? Um, I think what helps is to have like great people to report to Mm. that, that helps. And, and, and again, it helps that, um, they are always, um, acknowledging the level of effort and work that you're putting in. So it makes me, um, it makes me relax a bit, mm-hmm. a bit more. And um, I was actually filling in for somebody who was on maternity leave a few, like, you know, uh, for about six months last yeah. year. And the work that she was doing was like, I didn't understand how she was able to do it in the time that she was allotted mm-hmm. because there were night, there were times that when I had to stay late to complete a lot of work. Um, and I didn't feel like I was doing a good job because when people were asking for statuses that I didn't, you know, that I was, I didn't have or, or things that hadn't been submitted, I was like, Oh my God, I'm going to freaking lose my job. I'm not good at it. And, you know, I kept trying and trying and then like, I had a few months of PTSD because of that, mm-hmm. you know, just constantly thinking that I wasn't doing great work and I was, it was just me, you know, I'm the one who always, um, I don't really see myself. Mm-hmm. Other people see, you know, other people see me, but I, I don't, I always think we can do better. I should, I should be doing better. And it wasn't until like, you know, now when I see that the same struggles that I had in the role she has in the role, then that's when I was like, okay, then I wasn't happy. I, I, I did okay. But like, it, I eased a bit from. Yeah, you, you, you saw, like, you essentially saw like what's, like, she had the same role. So seeing like someone going through the same, the same thing, it provided some reassurance and perspective. Right, right. Like, yeah, I did. Um, because then I realized that she struggles also. Yeah. You know, the way when I was when I was training for it, it felt as if I was not going to be able to fulfill that. Like, mm-hmm. just I was not. I there were 
I felt like they were huge, huge shoes to fill. Mm -hmm. But I I managed to fill them. Um, but when she when she returned, like there wasn't a lot that she had to that she had to um not correct, because that's not the right word. You were doing her job well, so she kind of was just yes. able to return. Yeah, he was yes, exactly. She was able to return and then continue and and then continue where I left off. Yeah. And I just wanted to close out um with like a positive point. Um, like people in places can, can leave scars, but scars heal. It's a token of o overcoming hardship. And while undesired fragments of hardship can linger, making it hard to heal, you still come out the other side, a stronger person. Yeah, you do.